0: Hello and welcome to It's a Gundam, the internet's best episode-by-episode Gundam Seed podcast that finished watching Gundam Build Fighters and decided to reconquer the next real Gundam series. My name is Jeremy. Tyler has perfect fanny pack. I'm Tyler. It's the gift that keeps on giving. (laughs) (laughs) It's really good. You have no idea how hard it was for me to do 20 episodes of this podcast without just screaming, (laughs) G-Self has perfect backpack every episode. So if you have the perfect fanny pack, does that mean you have snacks? Uh, yep, and
1: aspirin, and ibuprofen if you can't do aspirin. And...
0: Yes! We're well
1: supplied.
0: My name is Zach. Today we're watching the last G-Reco movie so that we can escape this purgatory that is G-Reco. <sighs> No, I think purgatory. It's not hell. No, I was, it's definitely uh, not hell. I was going to disagree with you, and then I thought about it for a little bit more and was like... Then you remember the definition of purgatory? No, that's that's accurate. We're not we're not in hell, but we're also not in heaven, so...
1: So, traditionally, purgatory is a place where you do penance for past sins. Our past sin is doing build
0: divers. Um. <laughs> this is better than build divers, right? Well, no but contest. we're doing penance for it, yeah. so... I was going to say mean, everything's better than build divers, and then I remembered build metaphors and t- narrative. I've, I've heard done. a lot of people seem to like narrative. I don't... Don't at me, but at me. I don't have a Twitter, so you can't at me. But of course, you don't have a Twitter. That doesn't exist, Jeremy. Oh, that's true. I don't have an X, formerly known as Twitter. Uh.
1: I heard I saw it called earlier today a Twix, which I <laughs>
0: think is no. That's an insult to Nestle and their delicious candy.
1: <laughs> Does Nestle
0: make Twix? I I, I honestly Mars. have no idea. It, I or think Nestle under true. Mars? I think it is N- Mars. N- nice. Nestle
1: and Mars are definitely different companies.
0: For now. Mars is so freaking monolithic. I was like... So is Nestle. (laughs) Yeah, well, uh, I was going to say something, but that might spoil what we're doing next. So I was
1: going to say, Nestle once uh, said, we're sorry that you found out that we're using child labor. We'll do something (laughs) about that. And ten years later, every two years they've been asked about it, and every two years they're like, no, we're working on it, and they keep not working on it. (laughs)
0: We're just waiting until you've forgotten about it Yeah, absolutely nothing. The great thing about child laborers is they keep getting older all the time so <laughs> soon. <laughs> so in just a few more years, they won't have to worry about it anymore because they'll be adults. Cool. Today we are watching the final G-Reco movie, Crossing the Line Between Life and Death. What a title that is. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Oh, jeez. Not that many people cross that line this episode. Chikara, or this movie. Chikara, uh, I guess uh, Rock Pie, Mashner, I guess all of the direct fleet. Okay, never
1: mind. Yeah, made. and like tons of Amerian forces.
0: Doesn't Ida's dad bite it in this Ida's too?
1: dad dies. Uh, the entire fleet. I had an epiphany today about why there was a fleet in the Guiana Highlands, um, and I'm excited to talk about that. They were
0: there to back up Domon while he was training.
1: Exactly, yes. They were there to shoot lasers at them or at him so that he could deflect them with a sword. <laughs> That's how he perfected the Shining Finkers sword.
0: Do we just want to get into it? We had a lot of talk before we started recording about the general themes. This one might be quick because they changed so little in this movie. What they did change is super key, and I think super helps reinforce the themes of the ending of Jireko, and makes it make sense, but...
1: There are also a couple minor dialogue changes that I, and that might just be the translation I watched was different than the episode translation.
0: There is some of that, but there are definitely parts where there are completely different conversations going on. Yeah. Like when they talk to Ida's dad.
1: Yeah. I actually think that scene is one of my, like definitely not my favorite scene, but it's like one of my favorite change scenes in the movie.
0: Yeah, I would agree. It's why I brought it up. There's also definitely some, just the translation is different stuff, but for the most part, the dialogue is changed. So shall we get into it for, for the last time?
1: I am going to, in the mid-spot of this episode, I think, edit in Steer yelling, Bellry has perfect backpack, just because I don't know that any of our listeners have ever heard it.
0: I was going to save this for the recap episode, but Steer is one of our ultra-honorable mentions, one of two characters this uh, uh, series who got zero MVPs but made it onto the spreadsheet.
1: Yep, yeah, I- <laughs> <laughs> No, she saved the Megafauna single-handedly so many times. Well, the
0: thing is, Steer's always been there, right? Like She's always been right underneath to get the MVP, but because she doesn't have nearly enough screen time... Oh, I wanted to give it to her one time, and you guys both talked me out of it. That is why she's on the list, because I wrote her down, put her one on her, and then went back to editing the episode, and you guys talked me out of it. (laughs) Uh, This is actually new, where they're talking about going and boarding the full moon ship. We, We open up with... Some real strong, that's where everybody's gonna be, energy. Because Mask is like, to the full moon ship. And Clem Nick is like, we gotta stop Mask from getting to the full moon ship.
1: I don't really understand the imperative from,
0: like, the Amerian side to prevent that. I guess they, they know it's got technology. Also, is it me or are there way more thirst trap pictures of Mashner in the movie than there were in the series?
1: No, it's exactly the same. I actually compared to the two. <laughs> okay.
0: <laughs> I thought it was only, like, a couple of them in the series and there's a full Instagram in the sh- movie. But I guess that's, uh, me Mandela affecting. Yeah, well, I mean, you, you made the joke of him having, following her on Instagram.
1: So the change there is the last shot that tr- turns from her in a blue bikini back to her, like, commander portrait. They don't do that last shot in the episode. Gotcha. I was curious because I thought it looked different, too. I feel like Becker's hair is a different color in the movie, <laughs>
0: <laughs> which is uh, a weird thing. The colors pop a lot more, so it might just be a filter or some, like, remastering. That I, they've done. I thought or it's he... a matter of he's wo- he's not wearing his helmet as much.
1: No, I thought he had, like, gray like or white hair. It and does he look definitely a little has more green in this, Yeah. Sure.
0: Anyway, we cut to the scene where Bellary is giving Ida's dad a lotioning. <laughs> And as we said, kind of at the top, the dialogue for this scene is pretty different and flows a lot better.
1: Uh, specifically, the reason he like jumps away from Bellry is he accidentally tickled him.
0: I mean, that's practically the same. That might be translation, but I more mean, like what Ida and his da- her dad talk about. Yeah, and also that in this version, uh, because they never went to talk to Bellry's mom, she sent him an email with all the <laughs> deeds, and he's like, "Yeah, maybe she's thinking of defecting, like her son." And Everyone's Girl, like defecting.
1: Um, I do like uh, Ida's dad is like, you practically did the same thing, and I'm like, what, what? What practically? They joined a pirate ship that is a false flag for the American Army. They actually defected.
0: They're like, no, we just uh, took class levels as pirates. <laughs> and Ida's dad's like, yeah, we need to like bring you back into the fold, also. Now that you're back, and after he says that, Bellary's like, we got to go. We're leaving. We got to go rescue K- uh, Klimnik, a genius. I do like how through this entire scene, Ida's just standing in front of the fan, having it blow like she's in some kind of shampoo commercial. And to your point, Tyler, the American forces don't like her dad is like, why would we care about mass draining with the full moon ship? It's the capital army. who's like, we got to prevent it. Oh, I guess the capital army controls masks. So they're like, we got to do it. Yeah. And. Ida's like yeah, they almost killed my little brother, and <laughs> Belle's like yeah, I'm her little brother, by the way. And
1: then Ida actually explains to him yeah. how they found this out, and he's like, I don't know, I got you from an orphanage like a puppy. <laughs> but like the, the fact that he says I got you is like so, <laughs> it's such a weird thing to say to your adopted daughter.
0: You like, even had all your shots and everything. <laughs> <laughs> I guess you would say you would say I adopted you from an orphan. I mean and that's a translation w- thing for sure. And if yeah, I remember yeah. correctly, in the show. Belry is the one that brings it up. Yeah. Initially. And Ida's like, you must have known. And he's like, why would you think I
1: knew? <laughs> yeah. And then he just like is thinking to himself after they leave the room. Now they have an actual conversation about it. It's actually quite nice.
0: Yeah. And it, and Ida doesn't accuse him of knowing when he's like, yeah, I, I mean, had no idea. It also would make a certain amount of sense that they could ha- like that she would have memories because she is slightly older than Belry. So he'd probably have adopted her. F- as, like, a toddler or a little older than that. Yeah. And in the movie, she has the physical manifestation of her memories in the form of marbles. So that she can be like, see, look at this metaphor. And he's like, get some marble. Because Ida's dad is not into <laughs> metaphors. And then Bellary's like, yeah, you should uh, see the people in Venus Globe. They're like vampires. And if Mask riles them up, who or knows dwarves. what they <laughs> Vampire dwarves. <laughs> How long till uh, Leagues of Votan get some vampire dwarves, Zach? hmm that's a good question we we'll have to see they have berserkers already or, sorry are, berserks they already have some low-key lovecraft vibes how do you figure with their like computer hive mind oh like i said low-key lovecraft vibes but not like tyranid this uh expansion where it's like you know what tyranid needs more tentacles so ida's dad like in the series tries to be like hey you guys are just gonna join the amarian army right and again the conversation in the movie it's not quite as good as I want it, but it's a lot better than the one in the series where they're just kind of like, nah, bye. Valerie's comment makes a lot of sense. Like, we don't want to just follow only Earth-centric people. Like, we've been all over the place now. We, we're, we got our own idea. But, and Nida's that is that is like, no, you shall be transferred to the fleet. And is like, well, we're the one with the battleship. So, bye. Also, you should go to Venus and see the weird vampire people. And did you see how much damage Bellry did in the last movie? (laughs) You really want to fuck around with us?
1: I like how, so they start to get in an argument and Ida defuses it by hugging him. Which she does in the series, but like they weren't having an argument when she did it the first time. I don't know. This seems just like a lot more impactful, I think, in the movie Well,
0: again, because it's also like, she says, uh, "I, I wanted to thank you for raising me as your child. Which she doesn't say in the series. Although, it does make him thinking on it weird in yeah. the movie version, because it's basically the same line, despite the conversation being totally different.
1: How could she know of a sibling? Didn't uh,
0: she literally told him. I you. guess she didn't, well, she didn't actually tell him that people confirmed it and they showed her proof or anything like that. She just said, I She's was like, able to I confirm found my memories, <laughs> And was like, here, look, a marble. I
1: lost my marbles, Dad, but I found them.
0: And now the movie is the same as the series and we're quiet for an hour. Yeah.
1: <laughs> There's a little bit of a different line when Clem and Mick show up. Um, they they yes. do a little bit more exposition.
0: Ida gets a big glow up in this movie, right? They try to give her more purpose and explain her thought process a lot more. I don't quite think it works, but I, I agree. S- but I can see what they were going for, and I like the idea.
1: Yeah, no, that that's actually what I was gonna say. Is like I notice they cut it so that it looks like she is like trying to play diplomat a lot more. I just don't think it does enough. Like. I think they would have had to animate whole new scenes.
0: Yeah. Which, I mean, they could have done. Or, like, give her a big climax with the battleships where she, like, orders them away or something. Yeah. Like, she solves that problem diplomatically. You know, it might have been handy if they'd included a line from Bellary or somebody else to explain why Bellary's got the perfect pack on. Because at the end of the last movie, he was like, nope, not using this again. Uh, Because Rory just put it on him. (laughs) Well, yeah, I mean, he ejected it, and Mariah had to go pick it up, and he refused to use it. Because they weren't going to reanimate that, Zach. That's why. I know that's why, but you could have included a line explaining why he's going to use it again. Oh, we're all out of other backpacks. Come Nick and Mick Jack going into the elevator, like, awkwardly, like, because, like, this conversation is over, time to go, is almost <laughs> even better with the changed lines of the movie. To be more like, oh no, a Gnosis, oh no, the Bruzen! oh no, Colonel Jugen. They're just like, "Uh, press X to skip this cutscene. We'll just look at what our mission (laughs) objectives are when we get out there. But the battle between the Gnosis, the Salamandra, and the Bruzen goes more or less exactly the same.
1: Becker takes a pod shot. Mick blocks it with coffin bits.
0: (laughs) And Mick is like, I have brought you more coffin bits because I am a genius. (laughs) (laughs) I thought you might need more of these after having just used them. Can you tell? <laughs> there
1: is actually one mildly changed scene in this, and I don't know why the hell they change it. I am so confused. When Klim is shoving the new p- backpack of coffin bits onto Mix' back, they like cut to her cockpit where she's like, "Ah!" Oh. <laughs> like awkwardly, and that, that didn't exist in the episode, and I don't know why they added it
0: uh, to make it more clear that this is sexual <laughs> for them. <laughs> We still have the scene where Danielle asks Ida what Bellary's up to, and she's like, He wants to get rid of the roots of war, which I wish they had padded out a little more. I shouldn't. padded out isn't the word I want. Punched up a bit more. Because I get what they're going for, and I think it ties in well to Ida's thing. But what I was thinking about when I was rewatching the climax to Reconquista and G in this movie was that, like, it's real hard to tell what any individual character's motivation is in that battle. Mask wants to murder Bellary because he switched victory <laughs> conditions halfway through the game, and now Murder Valery is his victory condition. Manny wants to help Mask. That one makes 100% sense. Everyone else is kind of question mark, question mark, question mark. Kia's, or, a uh,
1: The GIT core.
0: Yeah, Kunsoon is like, Kia didn't want to invade! Die, Earthlings! <laughs> Klimjik, a genius, and Mick Jack, I guess, want to... I really don't know what they want to do once they land on Earth. Because, like, they don't seem interested with linking up with the Amerian fleet, which is what you would think they would want to do. They're, like, kind of helping out the megafauna, but also not really. Like, Klimnik seems to want to keep Mick Jack alive and vice versa, but outside of that, I'm not sure what they're trying to do. Klimnik seems, like, I would guess his thing is simply winning the war against... Who the fuck were they fighting initially? The Capital Army? No, the, 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 the... Previous guys, the guys that gave the captain. Yes, Gondwin. But they're not... But they're not like, actually doing that anymore. I'm talking about his goal in that final battle. Like, what does he want in the Guiana Highlands? That's a... I, I'm not sure. I. It might just be literally, let's finish this. Mm-hmm. I've got a grudge match to deal with you people from Venus Globe because you've been fucking things up since you got here. I have to prove that I'm better than you. Yeah, that, that does check out for him. And, like, what does Jugan want? Because Jugin comes down to die and... Well, that's a lead from
1: the front. Uh, so I, I actually think that they they changed the line that Colonel uh, Shifty gets a little bit to make it clear that the capital army could back off now, but they want more war. Yeah. Um, And I think that is Jugan's motivation is battle okay. old frenzy. He's basically. a Vegeta. He's a Vegeta. Yeah. <laughs> well,
0: it would also make a little bit of sense for him because his position only exists because they got this because they're in this war and... What happens if we go back to peace? I don't have a job. Let's save it for when we get there in the movie, because I have a lot more thoughts on it. But that was my biggest takeaway from this movie rewatch was, like, because I already knew about the punched up lines. And my takeaways were like, oh, there are a lot fewer of these than I thought, but they are as important as I remember. And also that, like, oh, man, this is a clusterfuck, but what does anyone want in it? Because, like, the end of Gundam Seed is a clusterfuck, and the end of Destiny, even, is a clusterfuck. But I know what everyone wants in both of those. I have (laughs) issues with what some of the people want in Destiny, but I know what they want. Pour one out for green-haired Becker, because he dies in the movie, just like in the TV show. Not 20 episodes ago, in a swamp, but here, in Rock Pie's beam curtain.
1: What I didn't realize is that it is the explosion from Becker that draws the random hologet pilot. Into like, the fray. He's like,
0: I can be the new Becker. I can have a name. <laughs> <laughs> I do like how Mariah or narrator's like, Roraya, stop him. And Mariah's response is, no, <laughs> don't. <laughs> Valerie's response is to get drawn real good. Just like the most intense drawing of a helmet going down. Uh, I believe they added that cut. Did they add in the cut in of the Polygate pilot's face? Yeah, oh, they added in one of them for some extra horror before he is rock-pied. Bellary's like, no, Jim. That seems like a good Venus glow name. Jim!
1: <laughs> it's short for Jim Amity, one of the moons of Venus.
0: <laughs> Rock pie gets rocked just like in this show. Pretty cool.
1: I like how the high torque punch does
0: nothing. <laughs> it's so useless. I, well, I mean, that the thing there, it just doesn't do anything with Bellary. Punches him and then kicks him in the junk.
1: Well, I mean, to be fair, mobile suits don't have genitals. It's I mean,
0: <laughs> you saw where one of his missile racks on the, on the what is that thing called again? The guy trash? Yeah, the, you saw where the missile thing was on the guy trash. Now I just want someone getting their mech kicked in the nuts, causing an explosion. <laughs> all of Mashner's scenes are kept in, which makes her, without the episode cuts, her like Descent into is, madness <laughs> is a lot faster, but it also feels more important because all of her stuff is kept in. Although to be fair most of the stuff from these four episodes is kept in. For whatever reason I'm drawing a blank wasn't her reaction to rock pie dying was that in the net like the very next episode originally or does she happen it does it happen right away. Well it, the way she they got, did it here. It happens right away she gets the new type flash and then she's like hey we can she like gets super competent. She's like hey no we're fine to back off because that random butt laser is coming and it will cover us. So we actually are okay to escape as long as we do it right now. I shouldn't have sent my treasure into combat. I'm such a fool. Yeah,
1: I do like, uh, and we commented on this in the episode, that she keeps it together for a while before having her breakdown.
0: We, I just, this is a super g problem more than a Mashner problem, but I really wish we saw the flip moment, and we don't. Yeah, I wonder if um, it's supposed to be literally that Mashner's, or that Rock Pie is talking to her. L- like New Type Style? That yes. Is, that is how I interpret it. But I think he is, like, mostly giving her... Like, I think that helps her mostly. And the same way that, like, Flay talking to Kira is good emotional support for him. Even if Flay is probably not giving him, like, great tactical advice against Rao. Or if it's a matter of, like, Rock Pie... Like, she thinks Rock Pie's talking to her, but he's not.
1: Well, I That think- would
0: make a lot more sense for her going slightly nuts. Because she her competency seems to fall off as she gets more and more obsessed about... We have to avenge Rock Pie... And that seems to be kind of the opposite based on what we know of his character for him to be like, yes, go do this. The version I like, which is not the version we get, is that Rock Pie is talking to her. And like at first that just like emboldens her to do what she wants. But Rock Pie is a terrible tactical person. And the idea that she listens to him more and more when she shouldn't. And that is what is her doom I is something I really like. But again, we have to, like all of Reku, you have to invent that head cannon.
1: You're right, Rock Pie. We just have to accelerate. <laughs>
0: Whereas before, she'd be like, oh, that's good information, Rock Pie. I will use it to make a good decision. It's helpful to have a ghost boyfriend who can go see the battlefield when Minovsky particles are a thing. That's part of why new types are so important in the Universal Century. Because they all have ghost boyfriends? Most most of them have ghost girlfriends, be real. We don't get lesbian technology in Gundam until 2023. (laughs) And even then, they try to hide it from us.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, I think it was when you were making us watch the ending for which Mercury, you're like, can't stand it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I still love that line. You're much cuter than your photo.
0: <laughs> I like the idea that she's like licking a n- the blood off a knife in her photo or <laughs> something. That seems very Barara to me. <laughs> I think the dialogue between Mask and the G.I.T. Corps helps like smooth over why they're working together a little bit too. Yeah, I wish there was a bit more of it uh, instead of just cutting to Ah, uh, Babeki didn't want to invade. That's why he built this giant death pyramid. <laughs> Would you like a giant death pyramid, Barara? Also, yeah. they go really fast. or It feels much quicker for them to be like, Oh yes, hi, we're going to be working together. Here, take this giant death pyramid so you can go die, Barara.
1: So, so part of that is they actually establish in the last movie that they've been talking for a while. So, like, I'm okay with them skipping some of that. I love the reaction between Aredo and Mariah when Bellary's naked. <laughs> Mariah looks mildly, cons- like, l- let's say, intrigued. Um, <laughs> and Naredo is just pissed.
0: <laughs> Until he's like, no, it's tactical nakedness. Naredo's like, fine. Also, a- another just casualty of the pacing is that Ida taking her dad's death feels weird in the movie to me. In a way that when it was episodes, she basically has a reaction to it in each episode. So it feels fine because we're hitting hitting the beat and saying where her character is. Whereas when it's all together in a movie, she feels kind of manic depressive about it. I was like, oh no, this is another person I have to be sad about my dad's death with because they haven't consoled me yet. It's weird how timing between episodes can actually do things like that. Uh, episode breaks are very important.
1: Um, I actually, so I completely forgot to comment on this when it was happening. Um, but when Narado and Rariah are going to check on Bell after he kills Rockpie, uh, they added some new animation for Rariah. Uh, where she's like extremely distressed, calling out for him. I think that's new, anyway.
0: Yeah. Well, the move- I think it was pr- it was in the original as well. Oh no, they definitely like added like the, the intent is in the original, but there's definitely some new like, oh no, are you okay? Like emoting animation because like I've always joked about R- Raya Naredo and Bellry being a threesome, but it's really the movies that I think pushed that. Uh-huh, narrative, yeah, but <laughs> it's not really so much in the series. There's just a little bit of, yeah, Raya and Bellary get along. Wink in the series. Whereas in the movies, they are like, oh, we got the threesome seat, Bellary. You want to sit in? (laughs) Can I come in the G-Looser? No, that seat is for Bellary. But Bellary has his own, the seat is for (laughs) Bellary.
1: Easily one of my favorite shots, and like I didn't comment on this because it didn't change from the episode. Is when they're leaving the discussion with Ida's dad, where Raya or sorry, Narado pulls off Ida, and then Rariah gloms onto <laughs> her leg, and the three of them just float just out float together. Out, yeah,
0: <laughs> I mean, that's Ida's allowed. Yeah, Ida's allowed in the seat. It's nothing. It's not sexual, and she's there. That's just that's just brother sister confidentiality. <laughs> I mean, at that point, they're just acting as her Uber, right? <laughs> Again, it's the same, but I still love the Barara going into Manny and being like, take good care of him. He was very good to me. I'm just going to let you think about that (laughs) for the rest of your life. They
1: don't ever talk again, do they? No,
0: no, because Barara goes and dies because they're like, you know what? We don't need to support her. The movie adds like a scene of Barara in an escape pod that we don't see explode, but I don't think the conclusion we're supposed to reach is she survived.
1: It, yeah, I was wondering about that because it gets caught up in the explosion, but we can't see what happens to it.
0: Probably because they didn't want to uh, add yeah. more animation. Yeah, but then why add her escaping? It's, it's like the most G.I. Joe, oh, I can see all of their parachutes. <laughs> or no, it's probably they didn't want, they, they did that we were like, okay, we'll do this and then they just didn't add any more dialogue around it.
1: Man, I forgot the Mask just carries a sword for some
0: reason. Is <laughs> <'Cause> it just <laughs> cool? Does he ever use it?
1: <laughs> he draws it once, I think, and then immediately when? puts it away.
0: He doesn't use it in any of his close combats with Belry. I mean, to be fair, most of his close combats with Belry are in space. I don't know if it's just a rewatch or if it's the difference in dialogue, but I kind of like Manny and Mask's conversation about him being Belry's friend more. And that Mask storming out, like makes more sense to me as why Manny gives up on it. Like, it is what she wants, but she's simping for masks so bad that when he's like, no, she's like, okay, I guess I will kill Belry myself then.
1: Yeah, That's, I think the major thing that changes is, like, he delivers, like, a parting argument as he walks through the door. Yeah. And I don't think that happens in the episodes.
0: Yeah, and, like, it's such a subtle change, but I do think it goes a long way towards making more sense. I want them to have this conversation again, but them not having it is a story. I think the, this, uh, part about their ray hunting like the full explanation that uh, Manny gives I think that's added no like, she, she says it before too she's like they're brothers they're, they found no, out th- on the moon I, yeah but I thought they they were uh, like the explanation for them being on earth was omitted but I could be misremembering that
1: the thing he says as he walks out which I'm pretty sure is new is you felt discriminated against in Venus globe and like did, did she,
0: she? <laughs> that's what I, I, I <laughs> If I was writing notes, I would put citation needed there. Um, But yeah, that was added. He did not say that in the the show. I remember that. But him storming out angrily, I think, adds a tone to that argument that I like a lot. They (laughs) expanded on the Bifron getting wasted by the new Yggdrasil. Not too much, but it fights back a little bit. Uh, and we still have the very important family guy scene between Mask and Barara. <laughs> I don't know why it's even funnier the second time, but it is. It, it's
1: very out of tone with the scene that just happened, I feel. I think that's why it's funny. Also, why was he trying to touch it at all if they could just communicate over radio? What did he need to?
0: Habit. <laughs>
1: anyway, just all away. let's not support it.
0: Yeah, it seems like the still would be great if you had, like, six mobile suits, like, on a ship deck behind it yeah. that could rush in if it got encountered in close combat, and then it could withdraw behind. Like, I feel like they yeah, could have just won
1: l- this war Like, any way. sort of counter
0: charge? I mean, they basically do win this war. But Max's like, yeah, oh, your jealousy shall defeat you. And again, Citation needed Mask. I think your lack of supporting her is... What, <laughs> it's not like she rushed out. Like, if you had made the story that she rushed out, the same way that Manny does later ahead of everyone to prove herself and that's why she didn't have support it would it would make Mask look less dumb and her look more jealous and like she was hoisted by her own petard and said she's like well death pyramid away and Mask is like that's going to get you killed <laughs> yeah i mean it makes a lot of sense cuz like if they did have like just one unit of screening dudes to keep like Bellry off of it cuz that's what kills her is there's no one to keep Belry away from her
1: Although I don't like, I think the way that it sets it up, Belri can't get to her without like a literal full diverse mobile suit squad.
0: Yeah, I was going to say I really do like though, when we get to it. I didn't really notice in the series. I don't think it's changed. I just noticed it more in the movie. I agree, yeah, that it's like a raid boss. Like they need Ida to tank the beams, and they need Roria to go in with the funnels for distraction for Belri to get in and deliver the finishing blow.
1: He also puts a lot of pace or a uh, lot of faith in the <laughs> copy paste <laughs> shield,
0: <Well>, copy faith shield. <laughs> Look if you had if you had the G self, you'd be like, oh no, it probably has some bullshit that'll win. <laughs> presses the i win button. anti-tender beam.
1: Why is it called the tender beam?
0: Why is anything called anything? I, I, why is it called the G Lucifer?
1: <laughs> that's a good point I hadn't really thought about that like Lucifer is just like such a part of my weekly existence <laughs> it,
0: it's called the tender beam because it is more tender than actual beam weapons <laughs> it doesn't it doesn't kill no it's got it, you know don't those branches look like they give you a gentle caress to death <laughs> okay I I might have gotten the tender beam mixed up with Belry's tractor beam later <laughs> <laughs> oh, I remember the G-self had a tractor beam that made soon surrender it
1: also made Mask angry while Manny did nothing.
0: <laughs> uh, it just does emotional damage. <laughs> <laughs> Mask was able to be, to inflict angry on himself to negate it, but you didn't have any emotional feats. It gives a bonus to persuasion skills. <laughs> <laughs> they also rework the dialogue between Ida, Klimnik, and Mick Jack when they are giving them their new mobile suits just enough to make it work a bit more make Ida look more like a diplomat and more like she's doing stuff. Again, I really like this direction for the character. I really like the idea of Ida after watching this movie, uh, but I just wish she... She needs a climax moment for it all to pay off in that yeah. she doesn't get.
1: Yeah, I, was, I didn't dislike this scene in the episodes, but the movie, I think, did, makes it a little bit better.
0: Yeah, it just makes it more seem more like Klimnik and Mick Jack would have been pissed at them, but Ida smoothed it over. Whereas in that, it just seems like the... Uh, like, Zach has said, oh, you need these new play sets so we can sell toys.
1: Uh, so there's a scene in here where Clem calls Bowery Ray Rayhuntan specifically, and Bowery's like, yeah, I guess. Um, but that makes me think back to, like, episode two or whatever, where they catch Ida and she gives the false name Ida Rayhunting. and it turns out it was actually yep. accurate
0: the entire time. Yeah, her false name was actually her real name.
1: Yep. Or her original name. I think it's debatable what her real name is. What is real? Exactly. That's That's the argument I'm making. I'm sorry, just the, the, I'm watching the animation on Colonel, Commander, General
0: Duret General Duret
1: General Dorito. Um, and I'm wondering how this guy came to be general of this army because he is incredibly incompetent.
0: Uh, I'm pretty, well, he's one of the more, com- I mean, we don't really, this is a problem with us going to Venus Globe and not seeing the rest of the conflict, right? But yeah. I feel like he's the most competent commander. He just has incompetent subordinates for the most part, right? Okay. Okay. Uh, like, cause he well, was like, don't even... I said, shoot a warning shot, not blow them up. <laughs> like every order, like in the, the end when he's like, Hey, infiltrate the tower, that's also a reasonable order. That's right? a fair point. And we don't even necessarily know how competent the other guy is. Cause we don't actually see him do anything. Yeah, we well, know Mashner is actually quite competent when she isn't going insane. So it's just more a matter of, we just don't see enough of him doing anything. I'm saying this for the recap episode, but there are a lot of a lot of the stuff in the second half of G-Reco is better than the stuff in the first half, but doesn't have as much time to breathe. And that's unfortunate.
1: I feel like that is a common theme with Gundam series we've watched, is that the second oh. half has a lot going on, but they needed to do any of that in the first half. I
0: think different... that's mostly a matter of we've watched, you know, Build Divers and Gundam Seed Destiny. No, I think Double-O had the same problem, actually. Yeah, although, like, you would say the opposite with Seed, right? Although in that case, it's kind of the first two thirds are full and then the last third is toasting. But that's better, right? Because then you're just concluding stuff that you've already set up. Yeah. You're knocking stuff down. Whereas for the most part, yeah, it's like, let's add more. Let's add more. Let's add more. Oh, crap. One episode left. And like I said, say about Double-O, I am so impressed that they pull that finish off.
1: It's quite impressive. You were talking about uh, Gen Urobochi and saying that this <laughs> land, like this landed, um, this nailed the what, landing. You think he was
0: actually talking about Gundam Double-O? Yeah. <laughs> he he, he uh, t- can't tell the difference between G's and Zeros. <laughs> it's his one flaw.
1: Recon Zero-Esta. <laughs> I was having a thought while I was watching this, and that was, how did Colonel Kumpurusita come to be Colonel in the Capitol Guard. And like, it's not a story I care about a whole lot.
0: He was in the research division before, right? And Mm -hmm. it's easy to imagine how he would excel there, given that he knows- Uh, Oh, that's
1: a fair point. He just like planted a bunch of technology he already knew about.
0: Yeah. And he was in charge, he ended up in charge of the research division. So I think it's it's implied from what I remember, he kind of pushed- For the Capital Army to become a thing? He did, yes. Because he was also in charge of the Capital Army?
1: No, my my argument was how did he achieve such a high rank in the first place? And I forgot that he was part of the research division and came from the giant space colony out near Venus.
0: (laughs) Yeah, presumably he is one of, or the person who leaked the Rose of Hermes blueprints.
1: I really wish the show had a better justification for them being the Rose of Hermes, as opposed to... It sounds cool. Look, there's a big row. I wish they had left it alone and not explained yeah. it further than just putting a giant rose on the outside of Sanga.
0: Um, Venus globe.
1: Is it yes, the outside of on Venus, globe? Venus globe? Okay, I thought it was on the outside of uh the Cyrano asteroid. Man, why is Ringo even here? What are you doing, Ringo?
0: Same thing for Raya usually, and occasionally being reprimanded by Curbs.
1: He doesn't even do that this episode. Basically, no.
0: His usefulness is passed. again, because the movies are into that t- triangle, and he doesn't fit into the triangle. <laughs> well, we always see that Raya doesn't really have any interest in either of them anyway.
1: I do like, it was It was kind of hammered home in the last scene of this, and I don't know that it's worth talking about more than this, like, 15 seconds. Raya is one of the most competent pilots on the Megafauna, and she actually does shit, um, yeah, which is nice. It's
0: like her behind Bellary, right? Yeah,
1: pretty much. Curbs maybe is in there somewhere. I think
0: Curbs suffers from the I have a shitty mobile suit syndrome. Yeah. But even when they both had shitty mobile suits, I feel, I guess Curbs was shittier than Raya's, but I feel like she did pretty fine in her Neodu. Yeah. She earned that G Lucifer and that (laughs) Naredo. Yeah, I was going
1: to say the Navigator (laughs) Naredo. And now Mask is like, "Barara, your jealousy will kill you, as opposed to, as he takes a sip casually from his water bottle, like, can you be out there?
0: As opposed to, yeah, her jealousy will kill her. Not her total lack of support. Well, you see, the jealous trait uh, makes it harder for you to add members to your squad. You have a 50% chance of failing, and everyone tried to join her, but she just got on a real unlucky streak, so.
1: (laughs) Mask does actually have a line later after this fight's uh, ended where the GIT Corps are like well, we should go mop up the survivors, and Mask is like, if you had been there, you would not be thinking so, like, casually about this. And, like, I wonder if he held everyone back to avoid being accidental. Uh,
0: he, oh, he was afraid they would randomly fly into the light? Yeah. And he's like, my name is Polyget Steve. Oh, no!
1: <laughs> not Steve, Jim.
0: I do love Barara going full Evangelion with yeah. the, the Tree of Life in her reflection, and, ugh.
1: You mentioned in one of the show notes or the the, the summary for the episode, pyramids are Norse, right? Uh, <laughs> and like, I actually happen to know this: the Scandinavian Peninsula is one of the few cultures that never developed pyramids, <laughs> so
0: <laughs> they explicitly are missing it on their tech tree. Yep. <laughs> I mean, that was the joke. Obviously. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> I really wish Steerhead shouted that.
0: Full dress is
1: blinding. <laughs>
0: Like I said, Ida uses her invuln and just uh, skips this mechanic. She gets in on the invulnerability frames.
1: I really wish they had come up with a better name for that than Copy-Paste Shield. I I kind (laughs) of
0: love the name. I wish they had come up with the, like, I wish they had introduced it as an ability. Like him playing with it or something like that previously? Or it being key, like him figuring it out and defeating something with it instead of it just showing up as part of the perfect backpack.
1: It would, yeah, it would be really nice if they had done like just a simple rundown of all the things a perfect backpack could do to Chekhov's gun, its abilities a little bit.
0: Yeah, the photon searcher is the most egregious thing that happens. What does it even do? What does it even
1: do? I don't. Searches,
0: un- <laughs> it's control F.
1: They added a whole scene about like it being like physically dark for everyone who's around it. I'm like, what did that add? There's no additional context here. <laughs> I do like, there. there's an added line of Mask being like, Colonel, or Commander Jugen shouldn't listen to that old man. Like, Mask has lost all trust in Colonel Reseda. um,
0: Which makes sense, it would have yeah. been cool to see, though.
1: Exactly. There's a lot of Mask in the last, like, two episodes of the show where I'm like, well, sure, sure would have been nice if we'd seen any of that transition.
0: Oh, yeah, like his pure hatred of Bellary, that because seems he'll be- to have come out of left field.
1: Yeah, because he'll become a dictator, I'm like, when did you develop this hypothesis? Why do you think that? Do you think Bellwry's mom is a dictator?
0: Uh, or is it drawing in because of how Rusita's been treating you? Well, we've been gone. Since you seem to hate him now. Since you've been gone. I was just thinking. <laughs> Colonel Shifty's been a real asshole. Mashner crazy now.
1: Mashner crazy.
0: <laughs> Mashner
1: has dead rock pie. <laughs>
0: That might be the best out-of-context Gundam sentence. Mm. We have spare fins for the Lucifer inside a container. <laughs> well, Barara definitely went to Valhalla, right? Because she died on, <laughs> on the Yggdrasil.
1: <laughs> oh, one of her co pilots was named Ratatoskr. Okay.
0: <laughs> so that's what Manny is worried about, is that Mask will die and also go to Valhalla, and she won't if she's not dead in combat. And then Barara will win him by default. In Valhalla, with that with <laughs> a word I c- apparently can't say. i No, that's not it.
1: That's that's closer.
0: Isn't it like isn't the J not actually a J sound? I mean, I would believe that, but I don't know. What Wouldn't sound it be anything. like i
1: Yeah. Yeah, because it's definitely uh, Jotunheim.
0: It's a jy sound. Yeah, it's more of a Y than a J sound. (laughs) This has been how to speak Norse from three white guys who don't speak the language. Look, pyramids are definitely (laughs) Norse. Oh, I guess they would be uh, pyramids. Pyramids? Pyramids. I was going to say it's reversed. It's (laughs) pyramids. No, I have to keep the pyramid bit in her. I was going to cut that and I have to leave it in. The GZ Lucifer looks so naked without its funnels. It, it really, really does. does. Yeah. That probably should have heard it in our ranking, but it's too late now.
1: Okay, so there's this scene, and this is unchanged from the episodes, uh, where Danielle tells Ida that she needs to take command of the flagship. Does he mean the megafauna? I honestly don't know. We had
0: this discussion at the time, too, and I'm like, I don't know what else. Like, the megafauna makes the most sense to declare a flagship, other than the fact that it is a, a, a pirate ship yeah. that is, you know, a detached force.
1: But there's, like, nothing else from the Amerian fleet left. The salamandra. Oh, so. uh, I forgot about the salamandra, because it explodes because in, like, five minutes. It, yeah,
0: because it's about to not be. But during this conversation, it was. Like I said, this is why another reason why I think the conclusion needs to be Ida telling all the idiots on these ships, hey, stop it. And then when they don't, Rariah can blow one up for her. <laughs> Mariah can be the muscle. And that would make the... Ida be like, you did it, Mariah! Seems more impactful, too. And also make Mariah's random, I'm going to ace that shit because fuck those guys in particular. It would even make her, they're just a bunch of adults playing with a toy. Like, I think that line works fine, but getting some more setup to it, of her being like, that being her frustrated that they're not listening to Ida, because they're just a bunch of random rookies in battleships. I mean, there's good stuff in G-Rack, right? Yeah. It's why... why Was it on the mics that I called it Purgatory? I don't think it was. But Uh, uh, but it's definitely not Gundam hell.
1: G-Self has perfect backpack! Surprise! It's a mid-spot. Here to prolong your time in Gundam limbo. Uh, Thank you for listening to our final episode about actual G-Reco content. Obviously, we're going to do a wrap-up episode later, but uh, here we are, listening to the final movie. It is... In the vein of the last movie, like, a slight improvement on the actual show, and it attempts to give some more context to what's going on, but the scenes they choose to add are frankly confusing from a storytelling perspective. I don't know. It's it's the g story. You know what we're all about. Um... Yeah, I don't have much to say this week. Uh, thank you for listening. Um, this and a couple other episodes are up earlier on our patreon.com slash last podcast, where for $5 a month you can get all those episodes early and all of our bonus content. That That's my plug. Also, over on Discord, if you're playing Power World, I have a dedicated server set up. Um, you can play with me and Zach and Ed. It has been a lot of fun and some stupid shenanigans. Um, We are just getting to the point where we have, like, effective firearms, (laughs) which really changes the gameplay. (laughs) Um, Anyway, uh, sorry this one is up late. I have been opening a brewery. The grand opening day is literally today. um, And I am about to pass out. But we got it done. Um, Yeah, anyway, thanks for (laughs) listening. Um, Let's go finish... Whatever this piece of media is. All of this is the same. Goodbye, mash nerd potatoes.
0: This is one of the few spots where I think it not being broken up into episodes benefits it. Uh, because I talked about how awkward the eye catch is in the penultimate episode. And it, the scene is exactly the same with just no eye catch. And I think it works way better. Yeah. Of them like, oh, no gravity. And they're like, oh, thank God. Uh, characters we can deal with those that's not as scary as gravity By master you were competent all the way until you were insane the story of most women in gundam unfortunately
1: <laughs> mashner i hardly knew her
0: plus what did you see in the rock pie
1: <laughs> i don't think this is a different scene but i actually like that little conspiratorial talk between belry's mom and the pope a little bit better
0: It makes them feel more detached from the army. And it also makes it clear that the army is kind of losing everything. Yeah. But like the capital tower organization is still there. They just have no military arm. All we need to do is defeat the salamander. Hey, please remember the main characters are on the megaphone. Juken. <laughs> do not get murdered by them because you forgot about them.
1: <laughs> I think the most humiliating thing we can say about Jukin is that he gets killed by Ringo.
0: <laughs> he doesn't like Ringo snarks at him and he explodes. Ringo, cool guys don't look at explosions, <laughs> him. <laughs> Which really is an insult. <laughs>
1: What's the name of Ringo's mobile suit these days? Do we know?
0: We do. We have it on our list already, so I've deleted it from my mind.
1: Oh, uh, no. Mostly, I was going to say, he's not even the best whatever pilot on the Beatles. Yeah, he's,
0: <laughs> he's not even flying. He's not the flying the moron anymore, right? Yeah. It's, I want to say the Zagast. The Zanzgat. <laughs> <laughs> the Zansgat, I think, is what it's supposed to be. That is what Ringo is in. And you're right. He's not even the best Zansgat pilot in the Beatles. <laughs> Uh, the entering gravity scene is just like in the show, so it's good, but there's not really anything to say about it, I don't think. It happens.
1: It occurs to me that Mick gets her fancy wired funnels, and they never do yep. anything. She
0: he never accomplishes anything in the Trinity, yep. except for having cool hair when she gets electrocuted. That's Mick's greatest accomplishment in the <laughs> Trinity.
1: Is becoming part of a hair metal band. Man, it, I didn't realize how much better that was. Where, uh, it
0: flows much better, like they're trying to psych themselves up for gravity, and it's like, oh shit, those are characters. Yeah, so
1: th- there's a scene where Kuhn and Shakara are about to enter gravity, and they both like look up in determination, and then happen to notice the G-Self and the Lucifer.
0: Like I said, it just flows 100% better without Belry dancing in the middle of it. <laughs> and Ida. Ida was also dancing in the middle of it.
1: I could go pull up that episode and figure out who specifically was dancing.
0: It was Ida and then Belry.
1: I think you're actually right. Um, I know all the theme songs based on which characters they are now because I've edited this or edited the midspots for this for 26 episodes now.
0: <laughs> Look, this is my, probably the most fun. I get an option whenever I do a midspot. I'm like, oh, man, am I feeling weird Harobi? Am I feeling Mask is his Valerina? Am I feeling Klimnik Snake Dance? Am I feeling generic Bellery? I will miss having the options.
1: Weirdly, I, like, I don't say this to diminish g because I actually think it has a lot, like, the bones of g are not bad, but the different mid-spots are actually one of the best things about this show.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The fight between Bellary, Manny, and Mask is basically the same. Why
1: don't you just kill him, Manny? Just do it now.
0: <laughs> Copy-paste shield. G-Self has perfect backpack, Tyler.
1: <laughs> Maybe she forgot the turnaround controls. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's why she didn't shoot him. She forgot how to fly and is falling into Earth's orbit.
0: Well, to be fair, that she's got a lot more mass to deal with. And they did say that they were getting close to the to Earth's gravity. Like, they specifically dove down closer to it. So, I guess that makes a certain amount of sense. It's just, like, still weird.
1: I love how genius Clem is not an astrophysics genius.
0: <laughs> He's just very focused on one thing at a time. Like some geniuses are, he has to be reminded of important details occasionally. Yeah, like gravity.
1: I, I actually really like the idea of like every time they're sorting, Mick's like, Klim, remember to
0: hydrate. <laughs> Mick Jack redeemed hydrate. How many gotcha versions of the G self do you think they'd have to make before one special attack was prepare for re entry? And he just gets <laughs> you at the earth. Pro- let's see. There'd probably be at least three different versions of the perfect backpack with the other stuff that it can do on there.
1: I was gonna say like nah, nine or probably ten.
0: five, just with the perfect backpack. Well, there's maybe the fifteenth. Although I... it might be like a like a super like a rare, not a not a like the big bad one, but there'd probably be a ton of them. I do like how G reco proposes that the best couple bonding activity is atmospheric reentry.
1: <laughs> uh, the answer is eighteen thousand degrees. So several slugmas. <laughs> Uh, Or I guess several R-Wings worth of resistance. (laughs) This is a weird nitpick, but the combination of levers that Mask throws to deploy the heat film just seems so random to me.
0: (laughs) That's what I love about it. Like, I don't know if there's a shot in Mecha anime I love more than in the first opening of Code Geass with uh, Shizuku just like using his joystick like he's doing a Sharioken to launch (laughs) the... Suzaku? Yeah. To launch the, whatever his Gundam is called. Lancelot. The Gundam, right. Gundam has regular backpack. <laughs> Gundam has roller skates. I
1: really, okay, so here's a project that I'm not going to do, but I want to do, is train an AI on the all of uh, Steer's English voice lines, so I can make her th- say things like, Gundam has torque backpack! <laughs> Maybe I'll do that, I think that'll only take me like two hours. <laughs>
0: Steer doesn't have a whole lot of English voice
1: lines. By far the most time-consuming part of this would be finding them in all the episodes. (laughs) Two of them are in this movie. Okay, so I think this is an appropriate time because everyone's about to land in the Guiana Highlands. I realized... What the hell? Okay, so there, there's that scene where Clem goes and complains to Ida's dad.
0: I, I also realized it in the movie. new knew from movie context, I think. I know what you're going to say, but yep. uh, please, I will allow you to say it.
1: So Clem is like, why are we allying with these people? We have them over a barrel. What are we doing? And uh, Ida's dad is like, we're leading them back down to Earth. And Clem's like, you're just going to let them land on Earth? And he's like, don't worry about it. And then they get to Earth, and there's a whole second of Marian fleet there. So I think... Ida's dad's plan was to betray them and just destroy them once they landed there.
0: I'm not even sure if it was to betray them, because what we get that's important in this movie that the series somehow forgot to tell us is that the fleet is heading to the capital territory, which majorly increases the stakes of the final battle, even if I don't know what any motivation of it is. And makes sense because President Zucchini doesn't care about space nonsense. He just wants (laughs) territory and power. And that's the way to seize both of them. Power in this case, meaning electricity, not vague political power. (laughs) Uh, But we also know that it was always supposed to be a pincer attack from both directions. So I think that's just that side of the pincer attack going in. Yeah. And I think that's just the General being like, yeah, no, they're going first. They're going to be our shields.
1: But I I think regardless, like there is justification for there being a random Amerian fleet in the Giana Highlands.
0: Yeah. Uh, It's just the thing that like in the series, because it doesn't quite give you enough context, it just feels like a random encounter. And also because they don't do anything, it's like why was this here? They just make Ida and Rariah go fly that way instead of <laughs> helping Bellry with mask.
1: Time number fourteen. That steer his shape. Save the megafauna.
0: Look, helmsman is an underrated position.
1: <laughs> Does she have a last name? I can't remember if I looked this up before.
0: You probably have. I know. I you think have, we, we but looked but it up to, to see if her name you... was actually steer. I don't remember what we concluded.
1: She is apparently ranked private first class. I don't know where we learned that. Uh but no, she does not have a last name.
0: Or she doesn't have a first name, perhaps. The only that's reason her. why that's weird is because she's naval.
1: Well, they forgot how to military in the future, Zach. Yeah, they did. She
0: she's of a they only have one branch of the military, which is guys no, they have two branches, my son and everybody else. <laughs> Princess I'm pretty sure is a formal rank.
1: That's why everyone salutes when they call Ida Hime Sama.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, so as we said a hundred times, they actually explained that the purpose of the fleet is to go take over the capital territory while their whole army has been destroyed, except Mask. I guess the Bruzen is about to show up too, except Mask and Bruzen, which is only half as many ships as President Zucchini has wasted the taxpayers' money on.
1: <laughs> uh, when Mask goes to redock with the Bruzen later, you might say that he's cruising for a Bruzen.
0: I do like the shot of all the whooshes ranked up on the Bruzen. Yeah. It's kind of cool. Yeah. It's oddly not more than that was in the finale, because there were so many in the finale.
1: (laughs) How about a centipede?
0: (laughs) It's not very effective.
1: Yeah, Bellary's obviously flying type, which was resistant to bug type.
0: What do you think? Is Bellary flying psychic? In the perfect backpack, yes.
1: Yeah, especially in the tricky backpack, I would (laughs) argue.
0: No, I'm pretty sure in that one he's flying fairy. I I would say flying dark. Dark has all the dirty tricks. Sucker punch is the only move the tricky backpack knows, right? <laughs> That's a fair point. Uh, there's not much changes to the final battle. This other than clarifying some stakes, but not some motivations. What does anyone want? Like I said. Klimnik wants to be a genius. I think the only one that we really have a good solid grasp is Lewin wants to kill Belry. And Ida wants to stop the fleet. I the think uh, fleet. I think. Belry's motivation is: I don't want to get murdered by Lewin. You've
1: got dictator blood, Belry. <laughs> I've got the dominant genes. You're
0: the secret Hitler. Bellary's <laughs> no, like, I don't think so. Oh, <laughs> uh, this is just a game of secret Hitler gone wrong, where Mask was convinced that Belry was the Hitler, but, <laughs> but, but he, he didn't know it was Receded the entire time. <laughs> it was nothing important it, then. I think it was President Zucchini the entire time. Yeah, and Mask doesn't know about him.
1: The Trinity looks so dumb without this pointy funnel on the end of its foot.
0: Well, it looks dumb without a foot. It's really weird here because they like, oh yeah, immediately counter it. And then in the previous part of this, they're like, oh no, (laughs) weird funnels. Yeah, but then they immediately countered them. (laughs) The captain of the... Grondon. The captain of the Grandadin has completely lost the plot.
1: Who's this now? Oh, no, did he catch contagious Alzheimer's for Don Yale? No, I think
0: it's just because, like, he didn't realize the bruising was right behind it. And it's one of those, great, now who's shooting at me? <laughs> okay, so the GIT cores are just like, I guess we'll attack whoever Mask's enemy is. I guess those ships are probably Mask's enemy.
1: He, the Mask gives him a plus five to persuasion checks, um, and he just convinced both of them to fight for him. That's, if I ever run a sci-fi game in the future, I'm definitely putting Mask's Mask <laughs> as a, like, a legendary artifact. <laughs>
0: Um, no, it should be like a rare artifact. Char's Mask should be a legendary <laughs> artifact.
1: What buffs does Char's Mask give him?
0: You can betray anyone and thus <laughs> still claim that you did not betray anyone. As well as a boost to deception. Yeah, a- and disguise. Well, obviously. People will believe you have horrific burn scars. For Commander Kia, I'm going to murder this unrelated person. Persons. That's a whole battleship of persons. They're persons who suck, though, Rariah tells us later, so it's fine.
1: Rariah succeeds her insight check.
0: Rariah realizes boomers are the worst.
1: And attacks it from above for some reason, even though Naredo points out it's a bad idea. (laughs) She does T-pose at them.
0: (laughs) Which triggers the skirt lasers. Yeah, it lets her point her butt lasers forward. And it also apparently gives her temporarily access to the moonlight butterfly. Uh, it's a time paradox snake. The movie also adds a line about Belry being out of battery power and that's why he has to jump around instead of fly. Yeah,
1: flying. I was gonna comment on that.
0: Which is I don't think it makes sense, but at least it is an explanation.
1: This is not clear in the episode to me, but right as Mask is about to kill Belry, a random <laughs> eagle flies into his face.
0: Which is great. That's a good trick. <laughs> uh, insert all might joke here. I don't got one.
1: I was gonna say the perfect backpack gives him plus five to animal handling. <laughs> Kia, I didn't realize the beams on the beam thing were so beamy.
0: <laughs> uh, they are not. I'm just a genius.
1: He says a line, and I was wondering about this in the show, too, is I was not able to use this as a plunder. And plunder is capitalized in both translations. What the hell is he talking about? It's like a
0: javelin, but but it gives you the loot when you kill something with it. <laughs> Mick, your he- hair's fallen down. You must recuperate.
1: <laughs> you lost your hair tie buff. <laughs> What's the... It's Ribbon, right? In, like, almost all Square Enix games that gives you immunity to all status effects. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I know! Photon Searcher! So we get a slightly new scene where the G-Self lands on the plateau where Belry's mom is to deploy the Photon Searcher. I don't know why they added this context.
0: Uh, I I, I would appreciate it if they added context instead of whatever this is. Yeah,
1: exactly, yeah. (laughs) So apparently uh, the Perfect Backpack is also made out of a giant squid. <laughs> I didn't interpret the black stuff as being literal before, but apparently that's supposed to be taken literally.
0: So he can find all the good photon.
1: I, I don't... What is he even trying to do? I don't understand what he's, he's doing. He's trying to find
0: who the highest level enemy is so he can 1v1 them. And it's like, <laughs> oh, it's Mask, well, is already fighting.
1: <laughs> that's why I'm so confused.
0: <laughs> also, I don't know that we... Talked about this. Does the Granadon just escape? Does it just go back to Yeah,
1: I don't know what happens. I to mean, it, he does right? say
0: that's what I'm I'm no, gonna I'll... escape that way and I ain't dying for somebody else's war, but we do know I he's don't... part of that other country that never came up. So Ga- did he gone so Did he just go leaving off to Gondwan? It does seem like he just <laughs> exited state to left and was like, I'm gone. The person can take care of this probably.
1: Cutadjugan just exploding for no apparent reason.
0: Ringer doesn't even touch him. He's like, "I'll finish." Oh, you're already dead. Shouldn't that you? We do get a new shot of Colonel Receda's Car- corpse as yeah. the <laughs> other wing of the glider snaps off, and Mask is like, "Ugh, sucks to be you." I'm glad I'm not a corpse. G.
1: <laughs> Although he does say the G, so he's not quite Raya.
0: He's got articles, technology she did not have access to. <laughs> There are maybe too many reactions. <laughs> Everybody around you the gets cool a reaction. Shit does it makes the fight feel slower, even though it's pretty cool? Still being exactly the same. Come on! And then Mask was never heard from him again because he started dating uh, Manny, and she was like, "You look less hot in that mask.
1: You look like you could use some corn soup."
0: And the polygots were here the entire time. <laughs>
1: Well, I was wondering earlier, we saw a shot of the Megafonda and the Bruzen and the Megafonda was still soaring mobile suits. Of like, where did those come from? They're probably the Poligids. I actually, I this didn't hit with me as well in the episodes, but Kunsun is showing her keel locket, uh, Belry and her mom, and like, I didn't understand that the first time. Uh, I think it works a little bit better in the movie.
0: I think the whole reunion does too, because Bellry didn't stop off to see his mom. He hasn't seen her since he left for Toa Sanga yeah. in this version. And then it's time for an epilogue, which I swear was only in the movie, but clearly it was not. It's just there's important context in the movie.
1: Yep, some parts of it are only in the movie.
0: Yeah, President Lagu is going to make uh, Flaminia a diplomat because this is Civ Five, and your diplomats and spies are the same thing. You <laughs> just have to choose one. <laughs> Steer's going to kill a, do, Steer's going to do an assassination <laughs> with a
1: battleship.
0: The cheerleaders are back for some reason to remind you they're there. And Mask is the most appropriate last lines of any Gundam villain. Oh, thanks. (laughs) Actually, his last line is, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) My son, Clinton Nikini, gave up his life and would never kill me, his dad, with a giant spaceship. (laughs) So we should build... What is he trying to get out of this political speech?
1: I think it was trying to justify the war effort. I don't know.
0: Or it's a trying to justify continuing the war effort. That's why I need your taxpayer dollars to build five more crocodiles <laughs> and two more rattle pythons.
1: And our prototype ship, the rattle croc. The shaky alligator. I do love how weirdly on board with assassinating the president of America.
0: Everyone, everyone else. The, yeah. <laughs> it seems like it's mostly steer. <laughs> yes. Like Well, like he says that we're going to kill him, and then Belry and everybody else are just like, oh, okay. They give him a weird look. They give him like a well, I don't wanna deal with the guy who <laughs> wants to do that to his dad well i don't feel like i should be the one to speak up yeah also new to the movie mick jack is pregnant or a genius is going to impregnate her no that's that's them talking no nope. to, to Kun- nope
1: this is a later line that yeah. he's referring to they still oh.
0: talk, talk about Kun soon being pregnant but then the, the, with Keoma becky jr but then they fly off and they're like, oh, they're going to go to their rich person yachts and sail the world when they have a kid.
1: Also, I don't know if this was added to this animation, but Mick is wearing glasses, which I no, did not notice the first she's time. She's been in
0: glasses casually a few uh, times. So. Okay. and uh, Including in the epilogue. In the she
1: series. just wears contacts when she's in the mobile suit. <laughs>
0: Something like that. Uh, and Ida's like, hey, I'm going back to college where I guess I was before I was in the piracy <laughs> program to chase my, the boy I wanted to marry. And we get... And uh, Belry is like, w- what the fuck? Seriously?
1: Honestly, I think this is a fairly important piece of context where Belry's like, man, I don't know anything about the world. And then he freaks out about it. And then we cut to the last scene of G-Reco, which is Naredo freaking out about the fact that Belry is left. Um, and I think that little bit of context beforehand is pretty nice.
0: I think it's good. I have a, like small problem with it, whereas Bellary doesn't know much about Earth, but he's literally been to (laughs) Venus and the Moon. He has effectively had, like, the best gap year. Like, his entire arc has been about gathering experiences and other perspectives. So going to travel the Earth seems a little weird. Now, on the other hand, though, it is kind of a, like, leaving of the supernatural world in the Joseph Campbell sense of, like, hey, kids, this is what you should do, like Bellary. Like, you should bellery metaphorically did all this stuff you should like actually go to other societies and consider other perspectives so that you are an informed adult i think it's also a matter of like this is a more normal gap year as opposed to yeah i just spent my gap year traveling around the solar system and shooting and killing people this is just i'm going to go traveling around
1: i was gonna say maybe he's visiting a bunch of different college campuses maybe ida inspired him
0: It's so weird to me that, like, Ida going to college also seems like a weird step down from, like, (laughs) being the princess commander of a battle fleet. Just like, oh, yeah, I didn't finish my last year. She actually technically needs a degree to be princess commander.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I was going to say, what's her degree in? I was going to say interior design.
0: Uh, Piracy? Business. (laughs) Nautical history. (laughs) So Bellary climbs Mount Fuji and then leaps off into the ocean. Uh, But wait. There's more in the desert,
1: specifically.
0: Yes, uh, there's a credit scene. The song's fine. The sequence is fine, but then we cut to the desert where Bellary is riding on a shanks with no name <laughs> because he didn't give it one.
1: <laughs> I do like that it's wearing like desert sandals as like sand shoes.
0: I mean, it makes a certain amount of sense to help you travel around. Yeah, those, those things probably don't have a particularly good footprint on sand. I'm more like, here's a roof. Like, also it seems like a good. way more practical solution than what Naredo gets stuck with.
1: A camel on a parasol? The <laughs> parasol.
0: Like, having to hold the parasol the entire camel ride. But yeah, Mallory is just going through the desert. He passes that one corpse that's in the desert. <laughs> he <and> has <laughs> that one cow head that's always there. That's how you know it's a desert, and not just some sand. And then he thinks a pink parasol, because Princess Peach is here. I mean, <laughs> Naredo. She pressed start on his gap year. And he's like, oh, Hey!
1: Weird seeing you out in this random sand dune.
0: And then they just walk through the desert to a tent, just like Lewin and Manny, only knit with less corn soup.
1: <laughs> well, hey, you don't know that there could be corn soup. Um, I do. Mariah like, was
0: probably waiting there.
1: <laughs> I do like the very last thing is you hear Naredo laugh and then the yeah. light goes out. I like that a lot, actually.
0: It's a good touch. Uh, so I guess they're together too. Everybody's together in the movies. That's the other difference. <laughs> Way more pregnancy. <laughs> the movie versions of the girls are just more fertile. <laughs> uh, that's why I'm going to. Ha- I mean, that's Reckongeista in G.
1: G, that sure was a movie.
0: It's a slightly better version of the four episodes, right?
1: Yeah, that is true.
0: I can't. Very slightly extended, but I would agree with Jeremy on that.
1: A lot of it wasn't even extension. They like just changed some lines of dialogue a bit in a way that I. Th- like, the movie is a, overall a more cohesive
0: thing. That's why it's very e- slightly extended. We have the extended version of the epilogue there. It's true. Ah, we have, a, we have true. an after credit scene. We have Narrator laughing. I, I win by virtue of technicality. Also the context for why Bellary is traveling the world. Yeah. And Are those the only two scenes that are actually added? No, I guess we came up with some others, right? Yeah. There's a, there's a couple, but not a lot. Do you have a high point for the movie, Tyler?
1: What on earth is my high point for this movie? Um, I think I'm actually going to go with the just the slightly better scene where Ida gets to say goodbye to her dad. She doesn't know she's doing it, but um, I, I think just all the dialogue in that scene works a lot better.
0: The one where they're all in like the briefing room
1: and they're all moisturizing, yeah.
0: Zach, hmm. So let all this change. I mean, you can take a high point that is not a change. If you could take G self as perfect backpack, if you thought that was the high point of the movie. No, I think I'm going to actually take the the change when they're going into like the atmosphere Chakara and Kunsun. The way they, you know, taking out the the break there makes it flow a lot better. So then spotting them actually flows with, oh, we got to psych ourselves up to deal with gravity. And oh, shit, main characters. I'm going to go with the added context that the fleet is about to attack the Capitol Tower, which adds a lot to that final scene. It needs some more, but that's a great first step. Do you have a low point for the movie, Tyler?
1: Man, what even is my low point for this movie? Um, I, I am actually going to go uh, with the way the movie is paced compared to the episodes. Mashner's descent into madness is less a descent and more a drastic leap.
0: And I, <laughs> She didn't descend so much as she was just absolutely dropped with a brick tied around each ankle. She was yeah. pushed by Woody. <laughs> <laughs> Zach? I mean, that was going to be mine because that is kind of the obvious jumping out point. Although I think um, what I might have to say in that particular case is The fact that they basically just redid all the episodes as opposed to adding in or retouching a few things, especially like with Ida's dad at the end there of like, you know, they they go in the extended conversation with him about Bellary and Ida. And then he later thinks, huh, I wonder how they know that. You mean exactly how they just told you? (laughs) Is that contagious Alzheimer's going around from Danielle? I'm going to go with Barara escaping, but then it just exploding anyway. I don't know.
1: Yeah, I guess we didn't even talk about that that, when it actually happened.
0: I totally spaced that because it is such a non starter. It would have been fine if they're like, okay, we need to eject. But as they're, because it does have that explosion as they're like going down into like their escape capsule. But like if it had ended there, I'd have been like, okay, cool. But they show the escape capsule, get away from the Yggdrasil. Kind of? And then it explodes anyway, like Jeremy just said. And then she blew up. So, like, I think if they didn't have the, oh, yeah, here's the escape capsule, I'd have been fine with it. Like, okay, yeah, there there was one on board, but they didn't have the time to get to it. Okay, cool.
1: First, you'll pilot a thematically ambiguous pyramid, and then you'll explode.
0: All right. uh, That'll do it for this episode, I think. We will, of course, have our final episode on Rikungi Senji in a couple weeks, so if you have questions... Hit us on our Discord. We do, however, have about a thousand mobile suits to add to our <laughs> list. So, I was going to ask about that. Don't know what we're doing between now and the G-Reco finale. We'll probably do some stuff with uh, Gundam Seed because that movie's coming out, but we need to talk about it. Uh, first, though, we have a thousand mobile suits, starting with the re-GIT, the grunt suit for the G-I-T chords that does slightly more than nothing.
1: <laughs> um. Well, I like it better than the Polygon.
0: Yeah, I would agree. I literally don't know what this thing is Rariah blew one up <laughs> <laughs> I will believe you but I I didn't even know they had one so better than the polygate let's go up until we we hit another grunt suit from this series how do we think it compares to the elf to the actually how do we think it compels to the morin it doesn't have that insect look
1: yeah I think I like it less well than the Morin
0: What about the elf bull?
1: I think I like it less well than the elf bull. also
0: how about the Bifron?
1: interesting.
0: The Bifron stands out more, for sure.
1: Yeah, and that's what I was thinking, is, like, I think I prefer the Bifron. Like, I don't like the Bifron, but I think it's at least unique.
0: How do we think it compares to the Din? Uh, well, I gotta say, I gotta give it to the Din, because I can actually fucking remember it exists. Final question, better or worse than the Luxon from Buddy Complex? (laughs) (laughs) Worse, because I can actually remember the Luxon existing.
1: I I think worse, because I actually like the Luxon better? Um...
0: I mean, don't get me wrong, I also like the Luxon quite a bit, so... Okay, so the Regit goes at number 132, above the polygon and below the Luxon. Uh, next we have the Gastima, which is Chikara's mobile suit, which I, I like a lot, but I don't like a lot.
1: Like, yeah, I agree.
0: Like, the shoulder, like, beam missile rack weapon is kind of cool. I, I like how it, like, seems to imply it can put more or less power into the beam saber. That gives it some cool dynamic things. I but like the cables. The cables cool. Yeah, it's okay. Like, it's not my favorite. Where should we start this? Um, Sandrock also has two swords. That's that's (laughs) like a dumb place to start, but like. Um,
1: So I like the Sandrock silhouette and color design a lot more. I honestly think, I'm sorry, what the hell is this thing called again? The Gastima. Thank you. The Gastima. Do they ever say that out loud? Yes,
0: they do. Probably. Okay.
1: Um, I think I actually prefer the Gastima just because I like the shoulder rotating things.
0: I think for the cables, I prefer the gas. I think not. I prefer the sand rock because it's a cleaner design. But like, I do like external cables on things. So the Double O Gundam also has two beam sabers, and I think I like the Double more. Oh
1: the yeah, Double no challenge.
0: Um, how do we think it cares to the Abyss Gundam, which is the water druggy 2.0 Gundam?
1: I think I, I, I'm not a huge fan of the Abyss, but I think I do like the Abyss
0: better. I think I might prefer the Gastima. I also think I link towards the Gastima. Uh, so that puts the Gastima at number 117 above the Abyss Gundam and below the double O Gundam. Uh, next, we have the Mazraster. Which...
1: I actually like the Mazraster. a bit. That's
0: Koon yeah. Yes. I like its beam whips a lot, and I kind of like its beam rifle, but its beam rifle makes it look like a generic Gundam, and then I look at it, and it looks... Like, the way it looks is awful, but I do like the beam whips. <laughs> I mean, the beam whips are kind of a cool design, like a weapon. Other than that, like, the overall design and look of the mobile suit does n- absolutely nothing for me. Same. Uh, how do we think it compares to the Gastima? I think I prefer the Gastima because the Gastema at least has, like, it does stick out. Whereas, like I said, the Maz Raster does absolutely nothing for me.
1: I actually pretty strongly prefer the Maz
0: Raster. I, the beam whips are so cool, but like at the end of the day, I don't think they're enough. The thing is, when I remember, when we put the uh, Mazraster below the Gastima, because I say this, every time we look at it, I'm like, get, gonna, all I'm going to remember is the beam whips and be like, why is this so low? <laughs> but the design is so bad that I think I have to say worse than the Gastima. Oh, speaking of, uh, well, how do we think it compares to the Bifron?
1: I actually think I prefer the Bifron.
0: See, as far as I think I prefer the Mazraster here, it's also fun to say. Like, although, I guess Bifron is also fun to say. I'm trying to think whether or which one I prefer. I'm not a big fan of either one, but I think I might have to give it to the Mazraster because while the Bifron has some stuff going on, those beam whips are actually really cool. So speaking of mobile suits, Zach doesn't like. How do we think it compares to the Legend Gundam, which has a dumb starfish on its back, <laughs> but is otherwise a Gundam? I think the problem with the Legend is it's worse Providence, and the Mazraster isn't worse anything. <laughs>
1: So, I was actually going to say it looks a lot like the AEU's suits from Gundam 00. It's got a lot of the same, like, I can kind of see skinniness. that.
0: I think I prefer the Legend. I think I might give it to the Mazrast under kind of that, like, it's not worse anything, whereas the Legend is just worse Providence. Uh, how do we think it compares to the Abyss? I actually do kind of think worse than the Abyss, because it's got that halberd fin. I yeah, agree. Yeah. I would agree. Better worse than the Raphael Gundam, which is the giant hat Gundam. Problems I think I prefer Double-O the Mazraster because I hate the Giant Hat. I kind of like the Giant Hat. I think uh, I would give it to the Raphael.
1: Uh yeah, no, I think I also give it to the Raphael.
0: Uh better or worse than the Gun Archer. I think I also prefer the Gun Archer, which also has a dumb head.
1: Um, I actually think I prefer the Mazraster here. So I think
0: I prefer the Ma- uh, not the Mazraster, sorry. The GN Archer. So the Mazraster goes at number one hundred and twenty two, above the legend, Gundam and below the gun archer. Two down. Three down, actually. I forgot about the GIT. See? <laughs> okay, do we want to rank the Dharma and the Dahak separately? They're so different, I think we should. The Dharma doesn't do anything, but does that make it different than any other mobile oh. armor or suit <laughs> in g rec I think I agree with you. Um, my, my because argument, they are drastically different.
1: My argument was going to be that we should just not rank the Dharma because it does literally nothing other than exist. For, like he doesn't. He he just he uses it for atmospheric reentry. Question mark. We don't see that happen. It just he happens. boosts
0: around in it. <laughs> he goes. He flies in space with it.
1: Uh, but no. I'm, I I think I'm fine to rank it. Um, I hate the Dharma. I think it's dumb. I
0: okay. I don't like 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 the Dharma, but it gives me like a very Zeta Gundam. Enemy vibe, like mobile armor to it. If it did more, I think I might like it, but it does nothing. I think it's okay, but as it does nothing. I think eh. it's just nostalgic for its Mono Eye. It's, pro- it's worse than the Masraster, though, right? Oh, yes. yeah. like I have, to, I have to give it. It's worse than the Bifron. It doesn't do anything. It's worse than the Yggdrasil, I think, yeah. which has a giant tree beam. Yeah. But is it better than the ReGIT? No. <laughs> I don't think the so. The what? <laughs> <laughs> the ReGIT. We just ranked it. It was there. Yeah, that thing. Is it better or worse? <laughs> uh, I honestly think it's worse. Uh, better or worse than the Polygon?
1: Definitely worse.
0: Worse. Okay, better or worse than the case sith I like huh. it the most, so I th- I'm thinking better on all these. Yeah. I think it's better than the case sith Okay, so it stops here. The Dharma goes at 136, above the K-Sith and below the Polygon. And now the Dahak. Which, like, I wish got to do more, because it's so cool when it, it is, does yes. stuff. It's also got the, like, shoulder things, but they're also beam sabers. It has, like, the beam hand shields. Um, the Dehack is pretty cool. I think it's very similar to the Gaon, uh, but I like it more than the Gaon, personally. I don't remember Th- what the that Gaon is. That is Kia
1: Oh, that thing.
0: Oh, yeah, with his, like, arm claw thingies. Yeah. I I like the Dehack more, I think.
1: Um, I think I prefer the Gaon.
0: Well, I definitely like the Dehack more, so we are going up. I like it more than the Guy Trash. <laughs> I'm I, surprised I actually, the Guy Trash is above that. I like it more than the Guy Trash.
1: I also like it more than the
0: Guy Trash. Better or loose than the G Lucifer? I think a little bit better, but we're definitely in closer territory here. I think worse, but I also really like the G Lucifer. I, the forearms with beam sabers, cool, but... I really like the funnels on the G Lucifer. But lasers. Um uh, no, I actually prefer the DeHack, I think. I also think the G Lucifer has like a better silhouette, but that's just me. Better or worse than the Hecate. As the Hecate hater, I say better.
1: <laughs> <laughs> this is actually surprisingly close for me because the Hecate's got a lot going for it, but it is a it is a big chunky boy without any of the big chunky, like tropes.
0: I think it I think the Dehak is the the coffin bits are cool. The uh all of its weapons are cool. Yeah, that's, that's why it's as high. And I actually really like big, like heavy-looking mobile suits.
1: My problem is, she doesn't really use it like a heavy mobile suit. And like,
0: well, I like the fact it, it's one of those that looks like it's a big heavy mobile suit when it's actually much faster than that. I actually kind of like that idea. I actually get very Highlander vibes from it. I think I might actually say that the the, uh, the Hecate I prefer to the Dehak.
1: I think I barely prefer the Dehak.
0: Better or worse than the G-Self Assault Pack.
1: I like the dumb Assault Pack. Oh, I, well,
0: I like it too. I just like the DeHack more. I am unfortunately comparing them into a fight, and the only way that fight goes is that the DeHack closes and destroys the Assault Pack, Yes. Right? And then the G-Self wins, but, yeah.
1: <laughs> but after the Assault
0: Pack has been destroyed. Which is not necessarily fair, but it's making me say DeHack. Uh, I think up for the Assault Pack. Okay. The DeHack goes at number 48 above the Hecate and below the G-Self Assault Pack. Uh, next, we have the Trinity, which does less than nothing, unfortunately. That is uh, <laughs> it Makes Nick's new suit. It's Mick Jack's. Yeah, it's Mick Jack's new suit, which is definitely worse a downgrade from the Hecate, right? Like, I don't like the Hecate as much as you guys, but... It is vastly a downgrade from the Hecate.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm not a big fan of the Trinity at all, honestly.
0: I think it's very similar to the G. Lucifer, but definitely worse. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree with that. I think worse than the Providence, which I feel like it is in a similar... Evolution line too. Yeah, I would agree with that.
1: I actually think I prefer the Trinity to the Providence, but
0: I think worse than the guy trash. You guys may not, but like I like that dumb beam cape. <laughs> I think I think it's worse than the guy trash. I think worse than the Jahannam, which is perplexingly high here. But I also think it's worse than the Jahannam. I think worse than the Kubilipeon, which I think is the last thing in like this evolution line. Yeah. Yeah.
1: That's the only one I have strongly agreed with putting it under so far.
0: Worse than the Gaon, I think. Yeah, I would agree with that. Uh, worse than Mick Jack's other suit that we had forgotten, the Armor Zagan No, uh, I completely
1: forgot the Armor Zagan I do like its color scheme and silhouette a lot more than the giant floating, I I have beams. But I, I think I agree. I think I like the Armor zagan more.
0: I concur. How do you think it compares to the Zaks? I actually think I prefer the Zax. I think I prefer the Zax as well. Okay, I do too. I was expecting that the be... I definitely prefer the Mac Knife.
1: I love the Mac
0: Knife. Um I do not like the yeah. Macknife, Knife, but I'm outvoted anyway. I also I think I prefer the Mac Knife to the Trinity anyway. I think the Morin is not as good.
1: Um they're pretty equivalent for me. Uh, I think
0: the Morin for me suffers from the problem of it and the Morin are so similar. At least the Trinity has a design that stands out. So final question. Better or worse than the Neodu? I actually think I prefer the Neodu. I think I do too. Okay. So the Trinity goes at number 93 above the Elmorin and below the Neodu. Still not a bad showing. Uh, next up, we have the G. Arcane. Uh Do we want to... Rank it separately between it and the full dress. I don't think we need to. I don't think.
1: I was going to say it does not make a substantial difference to me whether or not it has the full dress because it basically doesn't use it.
0: It uses it in that one fight where it's blinding. Uh, Better or worse than the G Lucifer? I think
1: slightly worse for me.
0: I think I like it a little bit more in its design. It's mostly that I don't love those uh, Cubile descendants. I do like funnels, but. I think I would agree with Jeremy. I think it's slightly better than the G Lucifer. But, like, I don't like it as much as the Hecate, and I don't like the Hecate as much as you guys.
1: No, I think I agree with that. Yeah, I think I
0: would agree. Better or worse than the Calamity Gundam? I think I would rather have the, like, I'm going to go Calamity because I'm imagining, like, like a hypothetical Gundam army, and that's what I would prefer to be my artillery backup to the G-Arcane. Well, that's where you're getting things mixed up. The G-Arcane's not artillery backup. It's a sniper. That's the same thing in a mobile suit battle. Then you're badly misusing snipers. Uh, I think it's better than the Calamity.
1: I think I slightly prefer the Calamity.
0: I prefer the Brave, which is also a transforming mobile suit. God, I forgot. <laughs> it's technically a transforming mobile suit. I think I prefer the G-Arcane.
1: I think I also prefer the G-Arcane.
0: All right, the G-Arcane is at number 55. Above the Brave. And below the Calamity Gundam.
1: The Brave and the Calamitous.
0: Uh, next, we have the Kabakali.
1: I actually like this thing quite a bit. It's uh, this is
0: masks, right? Yes. Yeah. I want to like it more. I do like it. It's just a little generic. Like the yo, it needs to do a little more to make it feel less generic. Is I think where I am. Like the yo-yos are not really generic at all, but it doesn't use them enough. And it in that final battle, it seems like it would prefer a beam saber so that it just not just get cut up. Uh, I think I agree with you. Like, I want to like it a lot more. I was gonna say overall,
1: it kind of gives me camphor vibes.
0: I can kind of see that. Uh, better or worse than the GRK? I I
1: think better personally. I think
0: worse. I think slightly better, very slightly. Better or worse than the Reborns Gundam, which is another final boss Gundam? I think worse than the Reborns.
1: I honestly can't remember That's the Reborns. I agree it's with got, you, Jeremy. Yeah, I I know whose it is. I can't it's remember. Got, it it's got funnels like.
0: and it turns into a gun cannon.
1: Oh, that thing. Okay.
0: <laughs> so the final question becomes better or worse than the Calamity Gundam. Again, I actually like it more than the Calamity.
1: Um, I think I also like it more than the Calamity.
0: All right. The Kabakali goes at number 54 above the Calamity and below the Reborns Gundam.
1: Um, I do want to point out in the context of the show, they literally named it Heaven God. That's <laughs> That's basically what its name is. Yeah, that thing. Yeah, no, as soon as uh, Jeremy uh, reminded me that it cur- turns into a gun cannon for some reason.
0: <laughs> so it can be both of the original Gundams. All right, now we just have the G-Self. Do we want to rake the G-Self and Perfect Backpack separately?
1: I honestly think it affects the silhouette enough that I would.
0: Uh, so which one do we start with then? Which do we save for last?
1: Um, let's do the, the plain G-Self.
0: Yeah, that makes the most sense. Let's start with the plain G-Self and then we can take the Perfect Backpack later. Better or worse than the Assault Pack?
1: I think I like it better than the Assault Pack. The Assault Pack's fun, but it's like, it's, I think it's huge l- and blocky. I think it's
0: worse than the Assault Pack because the Assault Pack is huge and blocky. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you think in Jeremy? I think worse, but only very slightly worse, which is unfortunate because I'm going to go way down and say, how do we think it compares to the High Torque Pack? I, I definitely think better than the High Torque Pack. I, I agree, self yeah. I don't think I agree, but I'm already outvoted. You, it's so funny because I know I have audio of you saying the high torque pack is way worse than the regular yep. G-cell. <laughs> I know for a fact this audio exists. Probably. Um, I'm not particularly well known for my intelligence. I think better than the GRK. It just means you flipped your opinion. I think better than the cane though.
1: Yeah, no, I think definitely better than the GR kane. They're very similar. I, don't,
0: I think I prefer the cane, but I'm outvoted anyway. How do we think it compares to the Kabakali? Because that's actually difficult for me.
1: I actually think I prefer the Kabakali, personally.
0: Um, really? I think I might actually prefer the G-Self. It's like, to me, it's like traditional Gundam versus like doing something but still Gundam. Yeah. And I'm not sure which I like more. You know, I think below the Kabakali. Uh, still again, better than <laughs> the Calamity. I think better.
1: I also think better.
0: <laughs> I do too. All right, the G-Self goes at uh, number 55, like so many things <laughs> this episode, above the Calamity Gundam, which just keeps getting pushed down this week, and above the ca- or, and below the Kabakama. I mean, to be fair, I think you guys both like the Calamity more than I do. Last but not least, we have G-Self with Perfect Backpack, which I think is better than the G-Self. I think it improves the I agree, level. yeah. I disagree, actually. Really? But, it has way too many bullshit powers, but I'm not really counting that against it. It's mostly, it's got this weird, like, halfway house type of mass in terms of everything else. Like, it's not nearly as big as, like, the Assault Pack, but it's also got a bunch of, like, weird just hanging off the Gundam type shit. I like that about it.
1: It weirdly reminds me of the Quant a lot, which I like.
0: I think better than the Assault Pack, personally. I prefer the Assault Pack.
1: It is about even for me. I think I prefer the Perfect Backpack.
0: Better or worse than the Star Build Strike?
1: I think I like the Star Build Strike, honestly.
0: I think, think it's got a slightly better color scheme. I think I prefer the Star Build Strike. Better or worse than the Gundam Love Phantom. <laughs> Talk about just throwing <laughs> stuff together. I think I prefer the Love Phantom in part because I think the Love Phantom has a, personally, I think it has a better color scheme. And I think that the, the uh, way it's done in there, putting those two together actually go better together than, yeah, here's some loops and hoops and here you go.
1: So my problem is, I feel like the Gundam Love Phantom is incredibly garish, and I both love and hate it for that.
0: I'm definitely on the hate side. I'm giving it to the Perfect Backpack, so it's up to you.
1: I think I'm going to give it to the Love Phantom.
0: All right. The G-Self with Perfect Backpack goes at number 47, above the G-Self with Assault Pack and below the Gundam Love Phantom. (laughs) And we did it. We finished uh, Raycon Gista in G. Except for our wrap-up episode, which will happen in a few weeks. <laughs> so, check out our Discord. You can find the link to that on our website, www.lastpodcast.com. If you have questions you want to ask us about why G-Reco, and we can't answer them, but you can ask them.
1: You can ask us how g Um You can just ask us about us. Um, yeah,
0: you, you, you just caught up on the Gundam 00 episodes and you have some questions you want to <laughs> ask us? Go for it. I mean, we'll be here for it. Yeah, it's not like we have to go to school or anything.